hello friends how are you doing i'm fine too thank you let's continue reading our book chapter 3 out with the goats heidi was awakened early the next morning by a loud whistle the sun was shining through the round window and falling in the golden rays on her bed and on the large heap of hay and as she opened her eyes everything in the loft seemed gleaming with gold she looked around her in astonishment and could not imagine for a while where she was but her grandfather's deep voice was now heard outside and then heidi began to recall all that had happened how she had come away from her former home and was now on the mountain with the grandfather instead of with old ursula the latter was nearly stone deaf and always felt cold so that she sat all day either by the hearth in the kitchen or by the sitting room stove and heidi had been obliged to stay close to her for the old woman was so deaf that she could not tell where the child was if out of her sight and heidi shut up within the four walls had often longed to be out of doors so she felt very happy this morning as she woke up in her new home and remembered all the many new things that she had seen the day before and which she would see again that day and above all she thought with delight of the two dear goats heidi jumped quickly out of bed and a very few minutes sufficed her to put on the clothes which she had taken off the night before for there were not many of them then she climbed down the ladder and ran outside the hut there stood peter already with his flock of goats and the grandfather was just bringing his two out of the shed to join the others heidi ran forward to wish good morning to him and the goats do you want to go with them onto the mountain asked her grandfather nothing could have pleased heidi better and she jumped for joy in answer but you must first wash and make yourself tidy the sun that shines so brightly overhead will else laugh at you for being dirty see i have put everything ready for you and her grandfather pointed as he spoke to a large tub full of water which stood in the sun before the door heidi ran to it and began splashing and rubbing till she quite glistened with cleanliness the grandfather meanwhile went inside the hut calling to peter to follow him and bring in his wallet peter obeyed with astonishment and laid down the little bag which held his meagre dinner open it said the old man and inside it he put a large piece of bread and an equally large piece of cheese which made peter open his eyes for which was for each was twice the size of the two portions which he had for his own dinner there now there is only the little bowl to add continued the grandfather for the child cannot drink her milk as you do from the goat she is not accustomed to that you must milk two bowlfuls for her when she has her dinner for she is going with you and will remain with you till you return this evening but take care she does not fall over any of the rocks do you hear heidi now came running in will the son laugh at me now grandfather she asked anxiously her grandfather had left a coarse towel hanging up her for her near the tub and with this she had so thoroughly scrubbed her face arms and neck for fear of the sun that as she stood there she was as red all over as a lobster he gave a little laugh no there is nothing for him to laugh at now he assured her but i tell you what when you come home this evening you will have to get right into the tub like a fish for if you run about like the goats you will get your feet dirty now you can be off she started joyfully for the mountain During the night the wind had blown away all the clouds the dark blue sky was spreading overhead and in its midst was the bright sun shining down on the green slopes of the mountain where the flowers opened her little blue and yellow cups and looked up to him smiling Heidi went running hither and thither and shouting with delight for here were whole patches of delicate red primroses 
and there the blue gleam of the lovely gentian while above them all laughed and nodded the tender-leaved golden cistus enchanted with all this waving field of brightly colored flowers hari forgot even peter and the goats she ran on in front and then off to the side tempted first one way and then the other and as she caught sight of some bright spot of glowing red or yellow she ran here and there in joy and all the while she was plucking whole handfuls of the flowers which she put into her little apron for she wanted to take them all home and stick them in the hay so that she might make her bedroom look just like the meadows outside peter had not peter had therefore to be on the alert and his round eyes which did not move very quickly had more work than they could well manage for the goats were as lively as heidi and they ran in all directions and peter had to follow whistling and calling and swinging his stick to get all the runaways together again where have you got to now heidi he called out somewhat crossly here call back a voice from somewhere peter could see no one for heidi was seated on the ground at the foot of a small hill thickly overgrown with sweet smelling prunella the whole air seemed filled with its fragrance and heidi thought she had never smelt anything so delicious she sat surrounded by the flowers drawing in deep breaths of the scented air come along here called peter again you're not to fall over the rocks your grandfather gave orders that you were not to do so where are the rocks asked heidi answering him back but she did not move from her seat for the scent of the flowers seemed sweeter to her with every breath of wind that wafted it towards her up above right up above we have a long way to go yet so come along and on the topmost peak of all the old bird of prey sits and croaks that did it heidi immediately sprang to her feet and ran up to peter with her apron full of flowers you've got enough now said the boy as they began climbing up again together you will stay here forever if you go on picking and if you gather all the flowers now there will be none for tomorrow this last argument seemed a convincing one to heidi and moreover her apron was already so full that there was hardly any room for another flower and it would never to do to leave nothing to pick for another day so she now kept with peter and the goats also became more orderly in their behavior for they were beginning to smell the plants they loved that grew on the higher slopes and clambered up now without pause in their anxiety to reach them the spot where peter generally halted for his goats to pasture and where he took up his quarters for the day lay at the foot of the high rocks which were covered for some distance up by the bushes and the fir trees beyond which rose their bare and rugged summits on one side of the mountain the rock was split into deep clefts and the grandfather has re- had reason to warn peter of danger having climbed as far as the halting place peter unslung his wallet and put it carefully in the little hollow of the ground for he knew what the wind was like up there and did not want to see his precious belongings sent rolling down the mountain by a sudden gust Then he threw himself at full length on the warm ground for he was tired after all his exertions. Heidi meanwhile had meanwhile had unfastened her apron and rolling it carefully round the flowers laid it beside Peter's wallet inside the hollow. She then sat down beside his outstretched figure and looked up about her. The valley lay far below bathed in the morning sun. In front of her rose a broad snow field. high against the dark blue sky while to the left was a huge pile of rocks on either side of which a bare lofty peak that seemed to pierce the blue looked frowningly down upon her the child sat without moving her eyes taking in the whole scene and all around was great stillness only broken by soft light puffs of wind that swayed the light bells of the blue flowers and the shining gold heads of the sisters and set them nodding merrily on their slender stems 
Peter had fallen asleep after his fatigue and the goats were climbing about among the bushes overhead. Heidi had never felt so happy in her life before. She drank in the golden sunlight, the fresh air, the sweet smell of the flowers and wished for nothing better than to remain there forever. So the time went on while to Heidi who had so often looked up from the valley at the mountains above these seemed now to have faces to be looking down at her like old friends suddenly she heard a loud harsh cry overhead and lifting her eyes she saw a bird larger than any she had ever seen before with great spreading wings wheeling round and round in wide circles and uttering a piercing croaking kind of sound above her peter peter wake up called out heidi see the great bird is there look look Peter got up on hearing her call and together they sat and watched the bird which rose higher and higher in the blue air till it disappeared behind the grey mountain tops where has it gone to asked Heidi who had followed the bird's movements with intense interest home to its nest said people is his home right up there oh how nice to be up so high why does he make that noise because he can't help it explained peter let us climb up there and see where his nest is proposed heidi oh 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 exclaimed peter his disapproval of heidi's suggestion becoming more marked with each ejaculation why even the goats cannot climb as high as that besides didn't uncle say that you were not to fall over the rocks peter now began suddenly whistling and calling in such a loud manner that heidi could not think what was happening but the goats evidently understood his voice for one after the other they came springing down the rocks until they were all assembled on the green plateau some continuing to nibble at the juicy stems others skipping about here and there or pushing at each other with their horns for pastime heidi jumped up and ran in and out among them for it was new to her to see the goats playing together like this and her delight was beyond words as she joined in their frolics she made personal acquaintance with them all in turn for they were like separate individuals to her each single goat having a particular way of behavior of its own Meanwhile Peter had taken the wallet out of the hollow and placed the pieces of bread and cheese on the ground in the shape of a square the larger two on Heidi's side and the smaller on his own for he knew exactly which were hers and which his then he took the little bowl and made milk some delicious fresh milk into it from the white goat and afterwards set the bowl in middle of the square now he called Heidi to come but she wanted more calling than the goats for the child was so excited and amused at the capers and lively games of her new playfellows that she saw and heard nothing else but peter knew how to make himself heard for he shouted till the very rocks above echoed his voice and at last heidi appeared and when she saw the inviting repast spread out upon the ground she went skipping round it for joy leave off jumping about it is time for dinner said peter sit down now and begin Heidi sat down. Is the milk for me? she asked, giving another look of delight at the beautifully arranged square with the bowl as a chief ornament in the center. Yes, replied Peter, and the two large pieces of bread and cheese are yours also. And when you have drunk up that milk, you are to have another bowlful from the white goat, and then it will be my turn. And which do you get your milk from? inquired Heidi. From my own goat, the piebald one. But go on now with your dinner," said Peter, again reminding her it was time to eat. Heidi now took up the bowl and drank her milk, and as soon as she had put it down empty, Peter rose and filled it again for her. Then she broke off a piece of her bread and held out the remainder, which was still larger than Peter's own piece, together with the big, whole big cheese, slice of cheese to her companion, saying, "You can have that. I have plenty." 
Peter looked at Heidi, unable to speak for astonishment, for never in all his life could he have said and done like that with anything he had. He hesitated a moment, for he could not believe that Billy Heidi was in earnest, but the latter kept on holding out the bread and cheese, and as Peter still did not take it, she laid it down on his knees. He saw then that she really meant it. He seized the food, nodded his thanks and acceptance of her present, and then made a more splendid meal than he had known ever since he was a goat herd. Heidi, the while still continued to watch the goats, tell me all their names, she said. Peter knew these by heart, for having very little else to carry in his head, he had no difficulty in remembering them. So he began telling Heidi the name of each goat in turn as he pointed it out to her. Heidi listened with great attention, and it was not long before she could herself distinguish the goats from one another and could call each by name. For every goat has its own peculiarities which could not easily be mistaken. Only one had to watch them closely, and this Heidi did. There was the great Turk with his big horns, who was always wanting to butt the others, so that most of them ran away when they saw him coming and would have nothing to do with their rough companion. Only Greenfinch, the slender, nimble little goat, was brave enough to face him and would make a rush at him three or four times in succession, with such agility and dexterity that the great Turk often stood still quite astounded, not venturing to attack her again. For the Greenfinch was fronting him, prepared to more for more warlike action, and her horns were sharp. Then there was little white snowflake, who bleated in such a plaintive and beseeching manner that Heidi already had several times run to it and taken its head in her hands to comfort it. Just at this moment, the pleading young cry was heard again, and Heidi jumped up and running, and putting her arms round the little creature's neck, asked in a sympathetic voice, What is it, little snowflake? Why do you call like that, as if in trouble? The goat pressed closer to Heidi in a confiding way and left off bleating. Peter called out from where he was sitting, for he had not yet got to the end of the, his bread and cheese. She cries like that because the old goat is not with her. She was sold at Mainfield the day before yesterday, and so will not come up the mountain any more. Who is the old goat? cried Heidi back. Why, her mother, of course, was the answer. Where is her grandmother? called Heidi again. She has none. And the grandfather? She has none. Oh, you poor little snowflake, exclaimed Heidi, clasping the animal gently to her. But do not cry like that anymore. See now, I shall come up here with you every day, so that you will not be alone anymore. And if you want anything, you have only to come to me. The young animal rubbed its, rubbed its head contentedly against Heidi's shoulders and no longer gave such plaintive bleats. Peter now having finished his meal joined Heidi and the goats. Heidi, having by this time found out a great many things about these, she had decided that by far the handsomest and best behaved of the goats were undoubtedly the two belonging to her grandfather. They carried themselves with a certain air of distinction and generally went their own way. And as to the great Turk, they treated him with indifference and contempt. The goats were now beginning to climb the rocks again, each seeking for the plants it likes in its own fashion, some jumping over everything they met till they found what they wanted others going more carefully and cropping all the nice leaves by the way. The Turk still now and then giving the others a poke with his horns. Little swan and little bear clambered lightly up and never failed to find the best bushes and then they would stand gracefully poised on their pretty legs, delicately nibbling at the leaves. Heidi stood with her hands behind her back, carefully nothing, noting all they did. Peter, she said to the boy who had again thrown himself down on the ground, the prettiest of all the goats are little swan and little bear. Yes, I know they are.
was the answer. Our uncle brushes them down and washes them and gives them salt, and he has the nicest shed for them. All of a sudden, Peter leaped to its feet and ran hastily after the goats. Heidi followed him as fast as she could, for she was eager to know for what had happened to stay behind. Peter dashed through the middle of the flock towards that side of the mountain where the rocks fell perpendicularly to a great depth below and where any thoughtless goat, if it went too near, might fall over and break all its legs. He had caught sight of the inquisitive greenfinch taking leaps in that direction and he was only just in time for the animal had already sprung to the edge of the abyss. All Peter could do was to throw himself down and seize one of her hind legs. Greenfinch, thus taken by surprise, began bleating furiously. Angry had been held so fast and prevented from continuing her voyage of discovery. She struggled to get loose and endeavoured so obstinately to leap forward that Peter shouted to Heidi to come and help him, for he could not get up and was afraid of pulling out the goat's leg altogether. Heidi had already run up and she saw at once the danger both Peter and the animal were in. She quickly gathered a bunch of sweet-smelling leaves and then, holding them under Greenfinch's nose, said coaxingly, Come, come, Greenfinch, you must not be naughty. Look, you might fall down there and break your leg. And that would give you dreadful pain. The animal, the young animal turned quickly and began contentedly eating the leaves out of Heidi's hand. Meanwhile, Peter got on to his feet again and told her, took hold of Greenfinch by the band round her neck, from which a bell was hung, and Heidi taking hold of her in the same way on the other side, they led the wanderer back to the rest of the flock that had remained peacefully feeding. Peter, now he had his goat in safety, lifted its stick in order to give her a good beating as punishment, and Greenfinch, seeing what was coming, shrank back in fear. But Heidi cried out, No, no, Peter, you must not strike her. See how frightened she is. She deserves it, growled Peter, and again lifted its, his stick. Then Heidi flung herself against him and cried indignantly, You have no right to touch her. It will hurt her. Let her alone. Peter looked with surprise at the commanding little figure, whose dark eyes were flashing, and reluctantly his, he let his stick drop. Well, I will let her off if you will give me some more of your cheese tomorrow, he said, for he was determined to have something to make up to him for his fright. You shall have it all tomorrow and every day. I do not want it, replied Heidi, giving ready consent to his demand. And I will give you bread as well, a large piece like you had today. But then you must promise never to beat Greenfinch or Snowflake or any of the goats. All right, said Peter. I don't care, which meant that he would agree to the bargain. He now let go of the Greenfinch, who joyfully sprang to join her companions. And thus, imperceptibly, the day had crept on to its close. And now the sun was on the point of sinking out of sight behind the high mountains. Heidi was again sitting on the ground, silently gazing at the blue bell-shaped flowers as they glistened in the evening sun. For a golden light lay on the grass and flowers, and the rocks above her were beginning to shine and glow. All at once she sprang to her feet. Peter! Peter! Everything is on fire! All the rocks are burning! And the great snow mountain and the sky! Oh, look! Look! The high rock up there is red with flame! Oh, the beautiful fiery snow! Stand up, Peter! See, the fire has reached the great bird's nest! Look at the rocks! Look at the fir trees! Everything, everything is on fire! It is always like that, said Peter, composedly, continuing to peel his stick. But it's not really fire. What is it then? cried Heidi, 
as she ran backwards and forwards to look first one side then the other for she felt she could not have enough of such a beautiful sight what is it peter what is it it gets like that of itself explained peter look look cried heidi in fresh excitement now they have turned all rose color look at that one covered with snow and that with the high pointed rocks what do you call them mountains have not named any names he answered oh how beautiful look at the crimson snow and up there on the rocks there are ever so many roses oh now they are turning gray oh oh now all the color has died away it's all gone peter and heidi sat down on the ground looking as full of distress as if everything had really really come to an end it will come again tomorrow said peter get up we must go home now he whistled to his goats and together they all started on their homeward way is it like that every day shall we see it every day when we bring the goats up here asked heidi as she clambered down the mountain at peter's side she waited eagerly for his answer hoping that he would tell her it was so it is like that most days he replied but will it be like that tomorrow for certain heidi persisted yes yes tomorrow for certain peter assured her in answer heidi now felt quite happy again and her little brain was so full of new impressions and new thoughts that she did not speak any more until they had reached the hut the grandfather was sitting under the fir trees where he had also put up a seat waiting as usual for his goats which returned on the mountain on the side Heidi ran up to him followed by the white and brown goats for they knew their own master and stall Peter called out after her come with me again tomorrow good night for he was anxious for more than one reason that Heidi should go with him the next day Heidi ran back quickly and gave Peter her hand promising to go with him and then making her way through the goats she once more clasped snowflake round the neck saying in a gentle soothing voice sleep well snowflake and remember that i shall be with you again tomorrow so you must not bleed so sadly any more snowflake gave her a friendly and grateful look and then went leaping joyfully after the other goats rest of the story in the next episode bye bye see you take care